The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, does humanity have too much power or too little? Is this a trick question? Everybody knows that humanity has too much power, right? The power to pollute the air, land, and sea, to commit atrocities, to self-destruct with drugs and alcohol, the power of war, nuclear weapons, the power to destroy our species. Isn't it obvious that humanity has too much power? Yeah. Well, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe the problem isn't that humanity has too much power, rather that it has too little. Who are the bullies? Those who feel powerless. Who are the terrorists? Those desperate to feel potent. Who are the child abusers? The wife batterers? The molesters? Indeed, who are they? Those who are trying to pray on the weak. That's who. Pray, pray, pray on the weak. To pray, pray on the weak. Yes, yes. (laughs) Those without power who need to pray on the weak. Humanity needs power, the power of wisdom, the power of wholeness, the power of connection to the divine. Let's talk about power what it is and how to develop it. It's time to ask the heavens to open and shower power on humanity. Without more wisdom, we will self-destruct. Let's support real power developing on Earth. And now here's Beth from the Inside Out. Well, hello there, hello there. I hope that some of you guys in the audience today will empower yourselves to pick up the phone. And that, yes, of course, that includes our regular online callers that we are so thrilled that you call in and that also means you buster out there who keep (laughs) thinking about calling but never do i mean sometimes i wonder if you exist i actually i sit here i think are there really any listeners to this show then then i see these numbers and said yeah there's listeners to the show and then i find out about oh so and so my cousin my this who loves your show so empower yourself to call Uh, Give that number out, James, would you please? Yes. Please call us with your question or comment at 1-866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now, that number is going to be repeated many times. But the reason that I asked James to give it out now is that none of you can sit there and say, but I didn't know the number. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, so today we're going to talk about power and powerlessness and all those horrible things. And I think that it's very natural for us to think that humanity has too much power for obvious reasons. You know, we've seen, we've all been bullied. I mean, oh my God. And, um, you know, when we're kids, we look at the people around us and they all seem more powerful than us. You know, the adults. And sometimes the older siblings and all these people who have power. You know, teachers have power over us. And it feels like we're in a world of people who actually have all the power. And we're just trying to carve out a little turf for ourselves where we're not going to be get smashed. And um, 
and that's an illusion, you see, because when you're a child, you think that you're, the, the adults and the parents actually have power, but they don't really. Okay, so let's say you've got, a, you know, this could happen, a very dominating father. It has happened to some of us, right? And we think, oh, my God, he's so powerful. If I could only cut him down to size, then, you know, he couldn't treat me that way. Well, actually, if you followed that guy, uh, you may find that he goes to work and he's got some bigger jerk over him who makes him feel like nothing. You know, or the owner of the factory and your dad is in the assembly line or some patron, you know, and your father is a field worker or your dad is a... um, you know, a, a, a white-collar worker with glasses who feels, you know, nervous when he's around these big strapping macho men. Or, or you know, or that he was bullied as a child either by his father or by others and so on and so on. If you only knew and you see it's not always current. Like I said, sometimes the people you're dealing with who are trying to act powerful, they were bullied as children or felt dominated as children. And they, it created in them this desperate need to look tough, you know, to defend themselves. Uh, we're dealing with a situation right now with a woman who really acts tough, tough, tough. But, you know, I know because I've met the woman that she's very very scared and insecure. She lost her husband recently and she feels alone in the world and she's got this thing going and she's just obnoxious. Uh, But it isn't because she's too powerful, it's because she feels so powerless. And so do, do all the people who act so tough. Now, sometimes they themselves don't recognize that they feel powerless. They, they may not even admit it to you or to themselves. But does anybody believe, I, I hope, if you've been listening to Inside Out for a while, I hope you have finally realized, if you didn't already know it, and you may have known it before you tuned into the show, that most people lie to themselves all the time. They don't admit to themselves how they really feel. It's too threatening. So there are going to be people out there who are going to pretend that they don't feel powerless and that they really have it together. I mean, it's not only the macho guys. It could be the super suave guy. It could be the guys who surround themselves with bullion cubes. It could, and, and women uh, do the same. You know, they can act really snotty. They can gossip. They can uh, act tough, try to be like, you know, a tough businesswoman. They may um, uh, be uh, superior intellectually. There are. They might order their kids around. They might try to make you feel like you're the jerk. I mean, there are so many different ways that people try to show each other that they are in power and the other guy is small. But if you could go into the hearts of anyone of these people, you would see some sick, scared being in there, some sick, scared child who's so afraid of being dominated that they have to look powerful. So here's the irony. You see, 
Too many of us believe it when we see somebody looking powerful, like we buy the story. And of course... The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. My name's Ken, and I am as general a contractor as you'll find. I do kitchen remodeling, additions, plumbing, painting. Ken does it all. And I'm Mandy. The owner of the UPS store in my neighborhood. And Mandy here does it all, too. She handles Ken's packing and shipping. Because when you're remodeling a bathroom and a client changes their mind on a light fixture or a mirror, Mandy packs it up and ships it out. She also helps Ken promote his business, like with these new brochures we printed, new business cards. And the flyers are great, too. In fact, when I'm at a job and I'm expecting a delivery? I sign for it. I even let him know with a text or email. Since I got a mailbox at the UPS store. I have to say, as much as I love being on my own, I'm not alone. I've got Mandy here. To help with the heavy lifting? Well, figuratively speaking. To find a locally owned center near you, visit the UPSstore.com. We love small businesses. We love logistics. The UPS Store franchise locations are independently owned and operated. Services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary by location. See center for details. Credit stressed? Need credit repair? The Federal Credit and Business Police, the FTC, state they've never seen a legal credit repair clinic. If those so-called credit repair and debt negotiator illegals are not smart enough to get legal, what makes them smart enough to solve your credit problems? Hi, I'm Bruce Danielson, founder of First Stone Credit Counseling, the one company that is U.S. Treasury approved and competent to do credit file restoration. We're not collectors in disguise or consumer ripoff artists. In fact, First Stone is a consumer advocate credit file restorer with a U.S. Treasury 501c3 nonprofit certification. It has resolved thousands of credit problems over the last 18 plus years. First Stone can put you back on track to financial freedom, and you can start right now by calling First Stone at 972-235-1188. That's 972-235-1188. Or check the website, firststone.com. That's F-I-R-S-T-S-T-O-N-E dot com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there, this is Beth Green, and you may have noticed that we got bumped off the air. We lost our internet, but we are not daunted because we're here. That's what phones are for. So anyways, the, whatever that bully was that knocked us off the air, <laughs> we're standing up. So anyway, guys, uh, I hope you didn't go away and that you're still with us and because we are still here and we're still, still talking about power. Okay. Uh, so, uh, James, we, I'd like you to get on another phone, and we are back in business. Okay. So I was saying that the problem is that we actually believe that people have power who don't have power, and we give them power by believing it. Now, of course, it is true that if you're like a prisoner in, you know, you, who has the uh, a guard uh, who's, you know, a frustrated whatever it is and is mean, uh, you may have somebody beating you up, and you can't stop them. You may not have the power to stop them. So you could say, well, Beth, that power is real. This guy is kicking my ass. So that happens. I'm not denying it. I'm not denying that there are people who actually have power over you. Some, somebody can fire you when you're the best employee because he's jealous of you or feels competitive or whatever it is. Yes, I don't deny that. I don't deny that, but that is people using their force against you, but they have no inner power, and that's what I am talking about. They have no inner power. Now, when you stand up to the bully, often the bully will crumble. It's, they don't always beat you up. Sometimes they just crumble because they feel powerless, and they feel it. Sometimes you can go over to the bully and give him a hug, and you'll discover that they're like mashed potatoes and they're really looking for it. And some of them will be terribly offended because they're too busy trying to maintain the illusion that they do have power. But I want to tell you that many, many people have given power to people that they think are powerful. They don't challenge it and they don't find out they actually could have stopped the whole process. They didn't realize it because they didn't use their power because they were so convinced that the other one had power. You know, if you have a parent, for example, who is terrorizing everybody, and you've got five kids in the family, and if they're all two and three, there isn't much that you can do. But boy, as you kids start growing up, you know, some of these kids are going to be trying to placate dad or mom, whoever is doing the beating, or the uncle or the grandfather or mother, but, uh, you know, and they split with each other, and each one is trying to please the one that they think has power. So when you try to please the one who has power, you will be competing with the others, just like who is going to get on dad's best side. 
And then what happens is you're feeding your father's illusion of power. You're giving them power. Now, if all the kids got together and the mom got together, this is assuming that, the, you know, the perpetrator is the dad, but it could be the mother, you know. Just if we all got together and we confronted that person, that person would not have the power because nobody has the power to dominate five or six people, not at the same time, not unless they're all in chains. And see, most of us are in chains in our own minds. Oh, yeah, there are people who are in real chains, and there are people who get captured. And, you know, I'm not saying that's not the case, but what I'm talking about is most of the time that is not the case. Most of the time what it is is that we believe in their power and we've gotten habituated to certain ways of dealing with their power, and we don't discover that we actually can stop them. So this is tremendously important. I I would like each one of you, and by the way, because we have lost our Internet, I do not know if we have any callers. So I'm going to ask our engineer um, to let me know if we have somebody on the line, and we'll do everything like family. We'll do it all up front and... (laughs) Let me know when we have a caller. Don't be afraid to call in. Uh, if you, if you don't, uh, I hope that you hung in with us. I know people on the podcast aren't going to have this problem, but if you've been listening live, we are still here. You can still call in, and we will be able to take your call. I just will just ask our engineer to tell us, you know, out loud. So, I have something I might like to share here. Please do. Yes. Uh, uh, psychologists have, have often said uh, the drive for power is a substitute for love. That people who are, are not feeling loved will then have a drive for power to get more control over other people and over their lives so that they'll feel more in control and more together. And uh, as you were sharing, I was thinking back on my own family dynamics and how uh, my mother uh, had a lot of the power in the house- household because she was the angriest. And um, it occurred to me that when we were old enough, why, why couldn't we have just spoken to her along with the, our, our dad and says, okay, well, why are you so angry? Why are you so upset? How can we help you? How can we love you? This sort of thing. I think it could have made a real difference. I agree with you completely, James. Yeah. Um, that's true. And But I will say that, I mean, it's interesting what you're saying is that... Um, you know, the power is a substitute for love. I think that's true, but I think that there's a piece of that that just needs to be added, which is the power is the substitute. The illusion of power is the substitute for power because when people do not feel loved, they don't feel like they have any power mm-hmm. because there is... Uh, so I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying there's another aspect of this yeah. because what happens is here you are, you feel unloved, and therefore, you think you have no say because nobody cares or is going to listen to you. Yes. So um, when you don't feel like people are going to listen to you, then you have to make yourself big. And so it's also the illusion of power is, uh, is a substitute for that lack of uh, feeling powerful. So what you, but what you're saying is such a perfect example because... What happens is I don't feel powerful, and if somebody came towards me 
and gave me real power, which is to give me the acknowledgement, the acknowledgement of my value of who I am, who, you know, we say, I really want you to have more power. See, you look at this person who is screaming her head off, for example, and saying, you know, and this person is screaming her head off because she feels unpowerful. If she started feeling powerful, she wouldn't have to scream her head off because she would think that people were listening. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so listening to somebody empowers them and that is a way that we can empower each other. Yeah, for the other for the listener to give a sense of value to the other person. Okay. Uh, so that they can feel the connection and the love and, and the greater wholeness, which well, is the real power. That's right. So we're going to talk more about this in a minute, but we are going to go to commercial break, and guess what? Our Internet is back. So we are going to get back online during this commercial break. You can't keep a bad woman down. (laughs) Unless she wants to. (laughs) Stick with us. Okay. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is Beth at BethGreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back. Welcome back to Inside Out. And I am back on the Internet with you guys. I'm so happy. So um, we have a couple of callers, and there's a lot more to say about how to empower the powerless. And But we are going to start with Christine in Bonzel. Hello. Hello. So we didn't lose you during our ordeal of losing connectivity? You didn't because you never had me. Because <laughs> you weren't on the line at the time. Yeah, work has been interfering with my entire day today. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate when that happens. I just like to take my first breath at around uh, 20 after the 3. So I did hear you had an Internet breakdown, and I also heard you talk a little bit about power, but it already sparked me thinking about a couple things. Okay, go ahead. Ignite. <laughs> One is that... Um, 
that we limit ourselves. We think that we don't have the power, other people have power over us, etc. And when I was much younger, I married and divorced, and I wanted to leave for quite some time. And um, I didn't think I could, but really all I had to do was, you know, pack up my suitcase and walk out the door. You know, Christine, before you came on, I was talking about, you know, that some people actually have us in chains and shackles, but for most of us, the chains and shackles are in our minds. And that we give other people power because we think they have it and we don't. Right. So so would you like to uh, talk about why it is that you think that and and of course that that other person that we think has the power doesn't have the power either that they're mm-hmm. feeling very powerless and that inside every bully is a powerless child Definitely. so that's just the, the quick wrap up of what we were talking about before you got on so would you like to expand a little bit about this sure i mean that was kind of the situation but it wasn't that it's not like he, you know he could keep me from going if I really wanted to go, you know, and I did. I just, I didn't want to see myself as that kind of person that would just um, be that mean that I would leave. Like, I had to have it be that he was the bad, mean person, and I was the good person, and that would definitely kind of conflict. Okay, so what you're saying is, and this is a good point, you know, uh, you know, one of the points of why we don't use the power we actually have, why we want to pretend that we don't have that power, is because we don't want to look like bad people. Yeah, or come out of the victim role or whatever, yeah. Right, oh, right, right. And a lot of times it's, it's really about, I want to look like a certain kind of person. Mm-hmm. And a certain kind of person. Now, I, I have a feeling that that was the case for you, more so mm-hmm. than you didn't want to come out of the victim role. Okay, so what was the kind of person that you wanted to look like? And I am sure there's a lot of people who are going to identify with this. So this <laughs> That's what you say when someone's about to feel find something really ugly about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that is often the case. <laughs> so what kind of person did I want to look like? Um, I wanted to look caring and loyal and, um, or maybe I just wanted to look like how the relationship made me look. Is it in that direction? No. No. Okay. So I was a good, caring, loyal, um, you're missing the biggie. Mm, okay. I have. I can't tell you what it is, but I know that you're missing it. Oh. Because <laughs> I'd know it if I saw it. What mm. kind of person did you want to look like at that time? I wanted to look like I had my whole life together, like I had it all figured out. You're very competent. I was like in my 20s. I mean, I was like <laughs> mature. <laughs> right. Right. And what proves your competency and your maturity? Oh, my career, definitely. But what else would have proved it? Oh, I guess in a, a good marriage. Now, how would a good marriage prove that you're competent? Well, I competently attracted a wealthy man. Oh, so, in other words, you are not the kind of woman who would attract a neurotic, uh, pathetic guy. No, 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 no. A tall, dark, handsome, wealthy, ambitious New Yorker. Yes. Oh, really? Yes, exactly. And so, 
that's the kind of girl you are. Exactly, not. And, <laughs> <laughs> so it would it went against your self-image to admit that. And so why? And, and I'm not blaming him because inside every person is a dysfunctional human being, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So I mean, he was in his twenties too. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. God, then. God yeah. help us. You know, we hope that he's grown since then. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, why was this? Now this is the. The uh, the icing on the cake, right? Um, why was this man attracted to you? Because he was attractive to other people. He was attracted to you because he was attracted. Oh, why to was he attracted to me? I yes. thought I said attracted. Yeah. No, 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 to no. Me. Attracted to you. Um, so you. I'm sure I made him look like something. Yes. What did you make him look like? Desirable. Um, what a good question. Do you have an idea? Uh, yes. Before I fumble here? Yeah. Or, you just said that he, you attract, you wanted people to think that you had, were the kind of woman who could attract this tall, dark, handsome, Oh, so he was the kind of guy that could attract this attractive half- Asian, somewhat exotic, intelligent. Very woman. trendy. Very trendy. Half Asian. I'm telling you, at that time, very trendy. <laughs> very trendy, my dear. So he wanted to believe that he was that tall, dark, handsome uh, New Yorker. Yeah, and uh, vicious New Yorker. You know, yeah, exactly. Sophisticated. Right. That's yes. the word, and so he he wanted to look. It ha- I and I hate to tell you this, but as you've probably already figured out, it had nothing to do with you. Yes, <laughs> I, I got that. <laughs> he he wasn't attracted to you. He was attracted to who he looked like. That explains so by much. By <laughs> looking by by being with you. Yes, and it wasn't. And this is even more humiliating. Oh, is no. that? <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm really enjoying this. Um, Good. Enjoying. Well, I think it's liberating. It is, and yes, it is. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, he wanted to look like the kind of man who could attract that kind of woman because that's the kind of man he was, and it really. Now, this is you know I've just lost it. I had this this piece. Um, it wasn't that he actually wanted to attract you. He wanted to look like the kind of man who would have a wife like you. Can you yes. see the distinction? Yes. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> He's not so interested in whether or not I'm attracted to him. He just wants to look like the kind of guy that would have a wife that like, like me. you. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. let's say... No, we wouldn't have, really care about each other. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, and, it's just a fine, you know, fine um, platform for a relationship. It, it really is. It mm-hmm. really is. And I mean, to be able to take that distinction, because if he really cared about whether or not he attracted a woman like you, he would have treated you differently. That's true. See, but he wanted to look like the kind of man who would marry a woman like you. Yeah. Rather than attract a woman like you. Yes. Because that made him 
a sophisticate. And it right. would be totally fascinating to go further into this and find out exactly what it was uh, about, you know, wanting to have this kind of trendy wife. But this is not 15 minutes with Beth, which is oh, my private I'll consultation. You're going to have to live with yes. this much. But there was I a second so thing relieved you wanted. I feel so relieved anyways. I thought well, I had completed that, but I feel like there's guilt just leaving me right now. So oh, thank you. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. So yeah. he wanted to be the kind of man who would marry a woman like you, mm-hmm. and you wanted to be the kind of woman who would attract a man like him. <laughs> okay? Okay, now, thank you. Okay, now you see there's a... Dis- there. Now there's the oh. uh, inequality of power because he didn't need to attract you. Yes. He needed to be the kind of man who would marry you. Yeah, I'll, I'll give an, another example of this kind of thing, so just to make sure that I haven't lost, left the audience completely swimming here. Okay. Supposing you're the, uh, the kind of man who wants to look like he's the kind of man who would marry a disabled woman. Then he doesn't care if he attracts the disabled woman. He just has to find a disabled woman to marry. Right, <laughs> yes. You see, so that yes. everybody would say, my God, I mean, this is... A man with heart. Right. This is, this is a hero. See, he doesn't care if, how he's treat, you know, if he attracts her. Yeah. See, but if she wants to attract an able-bodied man, then she's at the disadvantage because she's got to attract him. That is so unfair. I that know. Is, that is really unfair. I was like, so, a, you know, a trendy handbag or something. <laughs> that's right. You're, that's a very good analogy. You never worry about whether or not the handbag is attracted to you. Exactly. Okay, so handbag, you had one more point. Uh, before we go on to our next caller, I think you said two things came up for you. Oh, I did. I, I feel like I get so much time. This is awesome. I've just observed how I am in relationship to particularly our oldest son. Yes, and um, I don't know if I ever did have any power over him, but I really feel like I'm less and less so as he moves into his teenage years. Yes. And I don't know. I was just observing that and observing how I act, which is to try sometimes to be more dominating and controlling. Um, but the times when I can just let go of that, that, you know, I mean, I, I am powerless. I'm like facing my powerlessness in that situation. At well, times. you see, I'm glad you said that. And uh, because... What we have is lots of people think that their children have power over them because they, but it's really only that they want to be loved by their children at the same time that the child is getting to a point that they are embarrassed acknowledging that they need the parent. Yes. So this is a perfect example, very similar in a way to the one that you had talked about in a certain dynamic to the way you talked about with your first husband or ex-husband or whatever husband he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is definitely an ex, right? So because he didn't really need to attract you. Mm-hmm. But actually, you see, what you're looking at is a child who doesn't want to admit that he does want you. Mm-hmm. And you're caught up in the awareness of how much you need him. I know. And you see, there it is. There's where your inequality and powerlessness comes from. Mm-hmm. Because you have a vested interest in getting him to love you, and he has a vested interest in increasingly showing that he doesn't need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So what he needs is more and more awareness that it's really okay to need a mother when you're entering your teen years. And what you need is to realize that it's that your child loves you and you no longer have to get him to love you. It's already there. Yeah, it helped that right before like I got on the phone, he texted me twice from and called me from Magic Mountain. So Right. Well, believe um, me, but that yeah, will start I, to, that will start to fade. <laughs> What's that? That's going to start to fade. I know, I and, know. And you just need to remember that he isn't powerful either. You see, what we're trying to do is equalize everybody. So yeah, I, got, I totally get that when you were talking to James, I think, about his mother. It's like, yeah, yeah I, people don't feel powerful, and that's why yeah. they act in certain ways. Exactly. And if, you're, yeah. if teenage children felt powerful, they wouldn't have to stop, to, they wouldn't have to pretend that they didn't need their parents. Yeah. Because when you really feel empowered, you don't have to pretend you don't need someone. That's Got to right. go. Uh, but we have one, only one more caller on the line. So we encourage you. We are here. Do call us. And uh, we only actually have a minute. So why don't we go to commercial break? And uh, we will take our next caller when we come back. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Inside Out. And we're still here. (laughs) I'm so grateful. You know, the things we take for granted, uh, and then when they're gone, we think, oh, my God, I really loved that. 
Well, I love being back with you via the internet. Okay, so we next have Elizabeth, and feel free to call in because uh, she's the only caller we have so far. Elizabeth from San Diego. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, I had two examples of opposite, the opposite side of the coin that came up as I was listening. Um, I had an example. I, I this was uh, when I was working in a nursing home, and I worked with somebody who had a disease where she's slowly dying. Her muscles are slowly deteriorating, and she's going to die from it. But all her cognitive abilities are totally intact. Mm. So basically, it's a condition where you get imprisoned in your body and you suffocate and die. And she was extremely controlling, very, very difficult to work with. Yes. And when I talked to her about it and how, you know, presented to her how she must be feeling, she just completely changed. She's like, oh, my God, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Oh, that that is beautiful. Yeah, the conversation allowed her to feel power. Yes, because, of the, you know, it goes back to that power and love thing that uh, James was talking about earlier, where, you know, she felt cared about, so she didn't have to dominate you because she felt like your connection with her would get you to respond to her needs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when people feel like you hate them that mm. they have to dominate you because they don't believe that you're going to respond to their needs because you care. Mm-hmm. Well, and also opened the door for the other caregivers. She she stopped being so domineering to everybody else. Oh, that's a beautiful story, uh, Elizabeth. And you're really giving a great example of what I hope we would get to anyway uh, today, which is, you know, how do we empower bullies? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one way is just by talking to them. Like you were saying, like James was saying, finding out how they're feeling and showing them that they have another source of power other than just dominating. Mm-hmm. And was there something else? There was another example, I think, that came to mind. Yes. Said. Um, I don't know how to put this into words, but, um, you know, you've very recently helped me get to a very core issue of mine. And um, we we had to take it more than one session to get to it. And in the, in the interim, I was just feeling so powerless and so disconnected and mm. just wanted to completely cut myself off from everybody. Mm. And just getting to the understanding of where that came from and what that was just turned a switch in me. Mm. And it's just like the knowledge of, oh, my God, that's what this is. This is where it came from. And now I feel empowered again. <laughs> oh, you have made my day. Another plug for 15 Minutes with Beth. But you guys, everybody, just go online, look at BethGreen.org, and see if you're not called to do 15 Minutes with Beth. But I, I love that this one took two 15 minutes. <laughs> but uh, I love what you said, Elizabeth, because this is really so critical. Because, you know, as, as we talked about in the, uh, in the introduction, and I will uh, get to this in a minute, although we do have another caller that I, I also want to take. But it's that wisdom you know, we are empowered by consciousness. Mm. You know, we think that the way to be empowered is through force, is through a louder voice, it's through a gun. And sure, we can terrify other people, but that's not p- power. That's a lot of force. But mm-hmm. spiritual power is really wisdom. And 
we need wisdom. And you are a, have given a perfect example of when you got the wisdom so that you understood yourself, all of the rest of it just, you didn't have to defend anymore. Yeah. You know, and so it's, that's a great example of what it's like to get wisdom. And divine wisdom is what we're all really looking for if we have a spiritual bent or a higher consciousness or whatever we want to call it. I really don't care what we call it. We just need it. The ability to go beyond the narrow perception that we're trapped in. Talk about being trapped. This is the way we're seeing things. And yeah. and what we need is, whoa, just a higher perspective. And then we yeah. get it, and then everything changes, and we know how to handle situations, and we don't need force. So I really appreciate your call. And uh, call again, and uh, we're going to go on to our next caller. Thank you. Okay, and right now we have Anne from Fallbrook. Hello, Anne. Hello. Um, <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. I um, so, so the, as I was listening, the idea came to me about the idea of power. And um, with my 15-minute session, you have helped me to consider moving out. I'm a teacher. I'm considering moving out of the classroom and working more with adults. That's possibly some kind of coach. But I realized <laughs> I'm sitting in my classroom right now. And what came to me is I have this fear about that I have power, right, like over kids, <laughs> You know, like, before the bell rang, I mean, they said, the bell rang, and I said, no, read your sentences, you can't leave until you read those sentences to three people, and they did it, you know, and I I don't feel like I have any kind of power over adults. Oh, Um, my God, there it is. I mean, um, being stymied by that fear that you will be powerless. Well, the thing is, you don't have power over adults (laughs) unless... (laughs) And we're not actually looking or kids, for kids, pa- really. Or kids, as we all know, we certainly don't have power over kids. Um, but it's it's this is so beautiful because you're really expressing the problem is that we want power over something instead of power for something. Like uh, I I want power over adults rather than the power of wisdom which will empower those adults. Yeah. See, that's great. When you actually have wisdom, which I'm uh-huh. sure you do, you have to have some small modicum of faith that they, the people will recognize that because they will realize that you're using your wisdom not over them, but for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's, you know, a lot of people don't want to do 15 minutes with Beth or anyone else who really can see through them because they're so afraid of power. They think that power is going to be over them and used to disempower mm-hmm. them. People do not yeah. have a paradigm, and I know that you, you don't either. I mean, your expression, mm-hmm. just how you spoke mm-hmm. it's like you don't have a paradigm that Power is for your empowerment. That's Mm -hmm. the whole amazing twist of the brain. When you say we Mm -hmm. that humanity doesn't have enough power, it's really we don't have enough power. If you could go to each crazy gang member, 
terrorist, boss maniac, a raging parent or whatever, and have them actually believe, and of course they don't have this in their paradigm, that everything that you're sharing with them is for their empowerment, mm-hmm. there would be such a change. But people don't believe that. People think that you bring them intervention in order to humiliate them or to disempower mm-hmm. them. They can't even recognize it when they fall over it (laughs) (laughs) because it's not in their paradigm. Mm. Yeah. So this was a great point that you brought up, and I know a lot of people are going to benefit from your question. (laughs) Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. (laughs) And now we have Helen from Bonzel. Hello. 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 We had Helen from Bonzel. Ah, there she is. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. You couldn't hear me. Nope. Okay. I'm sorry. I said I loved what you told Anne about. It's not about having power over. It's about having power for them. Yes. And. I'm going through a big change in my life, leaving my husband of eight years and my home of eight years, and uh, I feel like it's about that. It's about having power for my mission in life Mm. rather than being disempowered by some attachment to someone else. And that is very interesting. To have right. my power. Right. So that you may have, so what you're saying, if I'm understanding you, you correctly, is you're trading power over your husband for power for yourself and everyone. Mm, okay. Good. Yes. <laughs> that's I what I'm saying, even though that, I didn't know I was saying that. <laughs> yeah, but that's underneath what you just said. Yeah, because, or letting him have power over me. Yes. So you're leaving a relationship of a power struggle where you were still struggling about who was going to have power over the other one. And by doing that, you're leaving that whole paradigm behind. Absolutely. Wow. I love that. I love that too. (laughs) (laughs) We all need that. You know, I think, Helen, that this really brings us to the issue of God because we have had so many bad experiences with authority figures that uh, I think you had mentioned on one of our radio shows that, uh, you know, you uh, had seen God as a projection of one of your parents. And, um, you know, so many parents are looking for power over their children, mostly because they're scared of their kids. And I don't blame them. Children are... (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're pretty scary people. You never know what they're going to say or do. And you, one of the things that children have power about in a family is that they see things that nobody else will admit. Yes. And they're likely to say them because they haven't been conditioned yet not to. So one of the scariest things about kids is that, you know, there used to be a, a thing that kids say the darndest things or something. Mm-hmm. Well, kids do say the darndest thing. And kids are seeing things as they are very often before they get totally squelched. And we don't want the truth to come out. 
Yes. And, and we don't see that that power that the children have to tell us that the emperor has no ch- clothes, that that is power on our behalf, and that enables us to go get dressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. And the, uh, with God, it is the same thing. We have this idea from uh, the, the earliest time that authority figures are there to squelch us and to control us and that we have to kowtow to them. But we don't. We are disempowering God by kissing God's ass, by not being honest, and by not uh, supporting the universe in its evolution. We don't just bow down and say, oh, yeah, the universe is the way it is, and it's wonderful because it's all perfect because God is perfect. No, not true. We need to use our common sense and our intuition and our experience and our observation to say, uh, there is a problem here. Uh, what are we going to do about it? Hey, God, you know, will you want to partner with us? And let's get together. We disempower the universe when we don't, when we disempower ourselves. So I think that's kind of bringing us to the end of our show today, that spiritual power is the power of the divine wisdom that we have that we can share with one another. But it's also the power of our wisdom that we can share with the divine. So thank you so much for calling, Helen. As usual, I love it when you call. There we go. I think we're coming to the end of our show. So, James, would you like to share what's happening? Our next edition of Inside Out, which is Improve Your Life by Improving Yourself. Many of us want to improve our lives, the way we feel, our status in the world, the amount of love we receive, the beauty of our environment, our health, and so on. But how many of us want to improve ourselves? And by that, we don't mean improve just external things about ourselves, such as our education. We mean improve our inner selves, our reactivity, our clarity, our self-discipline, our ability to give to others, our ability to be honest with ourselves and communicate clearly. Let's look at what it is that we want to improve about our lives and then look honestly at whether we're ready to improve ourselves to get there. For example, do you want to have a better relationship or better relationships, plural? And are you willing to open your heart to have them? Do you want to improve your health? And are you ready to drastically change your diet and exercise to have it? No, anything but that. (laughs) And what do you want to improve about your life? And what do you need to change in yourself to have it? So tune in and call Beth so she can help you. And now a final word from Beth. Well, I'm really looking forward to the next show. And I hope that we have some delicious callers again who are going to be willing to take a look at what it is that they want to improve about their lives and who are going to be that honest to say, well, what is it that I'm going to have to change in myself in order for that to happen? You know, we live in the magic bullet era. Everybody wants the one pill. (laughs) Go watch my latest video on Beth Green TV on YouTube. It's all about the system of dysfunction and how there's no magic bullet but us. So tune in there, tune in here, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. You want to give them the title of the uh, video? It's uh, Moving Forward. Do you want blocks us? Moving Forward, but we've run out of time. Okay, very good. That's right. Moving Forward. All right. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.